Welcome to the Text and Rock Show. Ancient story. Better tomorrow. Let's begin. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk shop about Egyptian okay. creation stories for the rest of this episode. And then we'll come back and dive into uh, a couple of them in different episodes. Okay. 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 So the first thing to know about Egyptian creation stories is the Egyptians have hundreds of deities that are like composite human animals. Hundreds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. Whereas the gods in Greece or Mesopotamia or Canaan are like humans writ large. They're like us except big people. Um, they tend to combine them with animals. So you'll yeah. have like a human with a hawk head uh, or a human with an alligator head. or uh-huh. and It's just another way that <laughs> Egypt just kind of marches to its own drum. You know? They're right. like... They're right. funky, man. They're yeah, funky. They you are know? funky. And I love that about their, their culture. Like, you kind of never know what you'll find. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. Wait a minute. Is it Egyptians that there's a flying turtle? Who has a flying turtle? I don't know. Oh. But we need to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get we, a ride? We, we, <laughs> Turtles all the way down. Yeah. You're talking about that song. <laughs> All right, so they center, though, they have these hundreds of deities that are mm-hmm. like animal composites, but they center on one deity, yeah. and it's always a creator god. Okay. okay? Um, that's true across most of the ancient world where we first get literature about the gods. Yeah. You'll have a pantheon or a divine council or like a god family. But Elohim is the creator God yeah. or, yeah. or, um, you know, Zeus is the creator God. Right. But you'll have right. like this certain creator. It's not Zeus, but I mean, you'll have yeah. a certain creator but God you'll have it. Yeah. In, in charge that makes everything happen. The thing that's different about Egyptian literature, though, is that they're obsessed with a place. All of their creation stories. I mean, think about this. They're talking about the creation of like everything around us that they see. Yeah. Yeah. But it's always assigned to a place. Like this is the creation story from, you know, Heliopolis. Or this is the creation story from Hermopolis. Oh, really? Or this is the creation story from Memphis. Uh And it's that stuff I talked about in the introductory episode where like every village and their dog has a creation story. And they don't care. Yeah. They can hold all that. Yeah. You're like you want a different version, you know, go visit Des Moines. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. For better coffee than we have here, at least. <laughs> in, a, in a wacky creation story. <laughs> wacky head over to Des Moines. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the oldest creation myths, like I said, are taken from pyramid texts. Mm-hmm. And that's literally someone wrote wrote on the walls of the pyramid. Yeah. And like I said in an earlier episode, the pyramid is, it's not a temple. It's a tomb to bury a king or a noble person. Right. Or or a drummer. Yeah. Or, yeah, drummers never made the cut, man. No, never. Neither would I, though. They'd be like, this PhD can't even find a job. Bury him in a cistern or a pit tomb. You know, put him in a jar. Forget him. Forget him. Uh, That's all right. 
Is that okay? That's yeah, screw okay. all of you. Get your own show. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You can either be famous or delusionally so. Yes, I like that. Oh, what was I talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so pyramids are far out because they mirror the cosmos. They're a miniature version of the cosmos. Oh, so you'll yeah. have um, Google SETI the first, S-E-T-I-1. Google his uh, pyramid uh, and you'll see that like the top of that pyramid has all the stars and then there are rivers of flowing water and palm trees. And what they're doing is they're mimicking the afterworld or the afterlife that he's going to enter into and they're mapping it out. So it's like oh, he wakes wow. up, he wakes up with like a representation of that. Yeah. And it's kind of trippy, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder to the degree that they thought, and I don't know this and there's no way to know this. But I wonder to the degree that they thought it was some kind of portal. Like it's it's a tomb, but it also but is what transitions him over. Yeah, right, right. And just one more interesting thing about pyramids. Early on, like I said, kings and nobility get pyramids. There's really not a mention of what happens to anyone else in the afterlife until way later. It, oh. It's like it takes the culture a while to catch up to the idea that like, well, don't we all go somewhere? Don't we all go somewhere? Right? right. Yeah. But at first, it's all king-centric uh, to the degree that they would, like, kill the people surrounding the pharaoh if he died. Um, not his lineage, but, oh. like, if he is an important cupbearer, that yeah. dude needs to go, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Talk about, like, biting your nails when the king goes to war. Whoa. I know, I know, I know. Wow. No, he's he's better than me. I'm just, uh, you know, take him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just learning. You know. <laughs> How much of that was there? You know, when it comes to bearing your cups, King, I'm not a Clydesdale, really. I'm more just like, just like a, you know. I'm sorry. Gary over there, man, he can bear a cup. He can. I'll tell you what. I tell you Stick with what. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing? I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the, <laughs> the, the oldest uh, creation myths we have are taken from pyramid texts in uh-huh. the Old Kingdom. Yeah. So just remember these two facts. The Old Kingdom is when the pyramids get built, and it's around 2,500 years before Jesus. So like 2,686 to 2,160 is wow. your general window for the first rise of like great Egyptian pharaohs in a dynasty. Uh-huh. And they're an old kingdom because the dynasty gets passed well for a series of time. Okay. Okay. Um, Egyptian uh, ancient history kind of goes from old kingdom to an intermediate period where we're struggling for power mm-hmm. to a middle kingdom to another intermediate period where we're struggling for power to new kingdom England or Egypt. And then we start having foreigners come in, uh, like like the you know the Ptolemies and the Romans, and oh okay, saying, well, we own this place now. Okay, but uh, yeah. So the next set of creation myths we get are found on coffin texts, like they're they're someone wrote them across like the coffin of the pharaoh. Yeah, this is kind of cool to yeah. think about. Yeah, it's kind of cooler than a book, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I mean, serious. We have a collection of. Basically, uh, secret codes for the afterlife, right? Uh-huh. Like up, up, down, down, left, left, right, right. Uh-huh. B, A, select, start. Uh-huh. 
you don't just have a million lives in Contra. <laughs> now you can pass all of the gates you need to get all through the, yeah. in the afterlife. Right. Um, but the Book of the Dead isn't a book. It's etched across a coffin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And that's like of how course, we get it. What, where else would it be? Yeah, I know. It's like, hey, man, when you wake up, just read your coffin. Read your Do coffin. what it says. You're going to be great. <laughs> Dad, will word. you read me a story? We'll go down to the coffin room and Best grab a coffin. And <laughs> oh, my word. Never mind. I don't want a story. That's <laughs> hilarious. I'm sorry. Okay, so that's like a... That's like an overview of Egyptian creation myths, where we get them from. Again, they center on one deity, but they're really concerned with the locality. Yeah. It's like the story of the creation of the world. But oh yeah, Chicago's awesome. Yeah. Right? That yeah. kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. And they're usually have like a political bent too. Yeah. Which sounds foreign, but those of you that are readers of the Bible, I mean, that's exactly what we have going on. We have two mm. stories that, that begin the Bible that are creation myths. Right. One, um, God is very much functioning to some degree polemically over the Mesopotamian gods and the way that they do things. Yeah. And in the second story, the Adam and Eve story, well, gosh, you have a people that was called to represent the divine in a sacred space. That maps on to right. the land of Israel and the people who were planted there to represent the character of God. Yeah. And they're kicked out of that garden. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happens in the Babylonian exile. Yeah. So there's this great political thing behind the thing in the story of Adam and Eve. It's not yeah. actually, a, it doesn't even matter whether there was a first person or where that first person was or how long ago that was. It's, right. it's a story that maps onto the Israelite story. Right. That's why it's important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so this this combination of creation mythology and political ideology is pretty common too. Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. That's just some overview that we okay. got. And Eric and I just having a little fun. We'll come back next week with uh, our first creation story. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Be good to each other. This episode was influenced by the cultural atlas of ancient Egypt, Gary the Cupbearer, and the reality that there was no separation of politics and religion in the ancient world. How about we keep growing? The Text and Rock Show is the creative work of Mark Schaefer and Eric Madison. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes drop. If the show adds value to your life, please consider leaving them a review or sharing Textandrock with a friend. You can explore other Textandrock digital productions or contact Mark and Eric by simply clicking the link in the show notes. Now watch this trick, I'm just going to let it keep running, right? Are you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'll cut some of that out, but I think that's good, like, basic information. Yeah. Yeah. Now we don't have to cover it live. Okay. Can I tell you a funny story? Yeah, what you got? So I'm thinking, laying in my bed, trying to, you know, run through my head a little bit about what's going on and all kinds of things. And I'm thinking, you know, like a dragon, fire-breathing dragon, right? And then I'm like, why not a fire-breathing bunny? So in my head, I'm seeing this bunny leap 
in the air, mm-hmm. start flapping its wings and start breathing fire. And then some of the sparks get on his fur and he burns up immediately. Whoosh. That's pretty far out. Were you breathing smoke, Eric? <laughs> 